You know, every dream has a price tag attached to it. So, what is your dream? How much is your dream going to cost you? How much time, energy, and money are you prepared to pay to make your dream come true? You know, Jesus paid the supreme price for his dream. Yes, it cost him his life. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, the Apostle Paul encourages us to walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. It was his deep love for you that compelled Jesus to pay the supreme price so that he can live with you in heaven eternally. And one day Jesus will return because he is looking forward to seeing his dream come true. He's looking forward to seeing you. And we want to challenge you today. Accept Jesus' dream for you and make his dream your dream. When Jesus comes, we want you to be able to declare the words that are found in Isaiah chapter 25, verse 9, which says, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. That will be the ultimate dream come true. Our guest, Dr. David Sloan, is back with us to share the rest of his testimony of how he experienced God's deep love for him and how God's dream for his life became his dream too. So we will be right back to let him share the second part of his miraculous story of how his life was transformed by the power of God. Hello and welcome and thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Last week we were talking to Dr. David Sloan and he was sharing a miraculous, amazing conversion experience that he had. And um, sometimes we want those experiences to be just an instant thing that everything changes automatically. And he was telling us about how he grew up in a pastor's home and how he had drifted away from the Lord and how the music industry had a, a real tight hold upon him. And so, Dr. Sloan, we thank you for joining us. And you have your lovely wife, Erica, mm -hmm. here with us. And we're going to be talking to you a little bit later in the journey as, as we go along this, with this, Erica. So, Dr. Sloan, you, you shared about how the music industry had you'd been successful and how it kind of pulled you away from God. Um, and you had forgotten about God, although he hadn't forgotten about you. You send someone to talk to you miraculously, and uh, you looked for a sign because you wanted to know, hey, is this for real? And God gave you that sign and spoke to you, and there was a great conversion that happened in your life, and you surrendered your life to the Lord. You had some obstacles along the way, though. You, you Objections, um, should I do this, and if I, if I give my heart to the Lord? Maybe, um, you know, he's going to pull me out of everything I know and, and how am I going to go forward with that? And your friend assured you, just surrender to the Lord and he will help you. And he opened your eyes and now you're, you're going to continue telling us about what, what you went through at that point. So would you like to, yeah. to share? Well, you know, I could gradually see that 
the work that I was doing was really not furthering God's work in mm -hmm. this world. Um, the question was, as you said, is uh, the hold that this had on me and mm -hmm. the sort of question about where would I go, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, but what really turned things around was um, I was with a show band and uh, we were performing in Montreal and then we were to then perform in the uh, eastern provinces. I think it was New Brunswick. And I had lent my van in order for them to be able to carry the equipment. And so uh, at the end of Saturday night, uh, when we were all finished, they all took off and said, we'll see you in New Brunswick. And I was left to myself to bring all the equipment. Mm. Late at night, driving through the night, through, you know. So um, packed up everything and I got in and started driving. And uh, this was May or June. Mm -hmm. And here I am driving in the the mountains, they're not mountains like Eastern mm -hmm. or Western Canada, but they're mm -hmm. fairly large mm -hmm. sort of hilly areas. And I was driving through that and all of a sudden a freak snowstorm, mm -hmm. May or June. Mm -hmm. And my uh, van at the time had bald tires mm -hmm. and it was stacked with equipment. So the high center of gravity and I, I was going down a hill, mm -hmm. a very steep hill, and I started to lose control. I could feel mm -hmm. the, the van going. And I was looking ahead and I, all I could see was a steep cliff. Mm -hmm. And as I was going, the van just, because there was no traction, mm -hmm. it just turned right around. And I knew I was going over the cliff. Mm -hmm. There was no question in my mind. I thought, this is it. This is the end of my life. And so as it came around, it all of a sudden felt like I'd hit a pole or a post or something because it just crunched to a stop. Mm. And I was shaking like a leaf. I, I could barely, you know how when you're mm -hmm. so, you can hardly- The adrenaline is rushing. You know, yeah. I could hardly even walk. I was shaking so much, but I got out and I went to the back to look for that pole or post or whatever that stopped me. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing there. Absolutely nothing there. Wow. And, you know, it hit me so hard, I realized, you know, Satan, it was bent on destroying me because yeah. I was planning mm -hmm. to leave the music mm -hmm. business that mm -hmm. was in my heart. Mm -hmm. He had no more use for me. He was going to destroy me. And that God sent a mighty angel to mm -hmm. stand and stop that van from going over that cliff. Mm -hmm. I was so absolutely convinced of that. I got back. In the van, I mm -hmm. sobbed for, seemed like a long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. I was just, and I said, Lord, <laughs> I am going to leave this mm -hmm. business now. Mm -hmm. So I made my way slowly back to a, a motel and I got down on my knees and I, I told the Lord, I'm leaving and I'm leaving. I'm leaving this up to you, Lord. Right. You show me the way that I need to go, but I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to come back. So when I got to New Brunswick the next day, I told the band leader that I was, mm -hmm. you know, going to, to be quitting the band and uh, from then on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now what was going on was I was having severe health issues. Mm -hmm. And um, for a period of time through my life, I was very sick, I was a sickly child. I had uh, a lot of uh, respiratory disorders and, and allergies and things mm -hmm. like that. 
And so I was okay for a little while, but then getting uh, in the band and being on the road and, mm -hmm. and the, the kind of diet that we were on and the lifestyle and, you know, the hard living that we did, right. um, it took its toll. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was pretty much in every emergency room in most of the cities and towns across Ontario and Canada just to get help. Um, I can say this, I never missed one night of performance, but some nights were pretty shaky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, so uh, one night uh, we were playing in Toronto. As a matter of fact, we had a bunch of friends out and uh, one of my doctor friends introduced a, a chiropractor to me who was studying to be a naturopath. And uh, I said to, to this particular doctor, I said, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I know I'm not well. I've, I've been to my family doctor. Uh, he's given me a, a clean bill of health. I've had the blood work and checked me over, but I know I'm not well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, well, you know, uh, come into my office and I'll, I'll give you a checkup. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And after he had spent a couple of hours of thoroughly going over everything, we sat down at his desk and he said, well, Basically, uh, I figure you have about two years to live. Wow. And, um, <laughs> you know, as I was thinking in my mind, as he said this, you know, I've just been married to my dear wife for about a year. How am I going to explain this to her? Mm -hmm. uh, here, I've just married this man, and now he, I, I have to prepare for his funeral. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I said, you know, um, I knew I wasn't well, but I didn't think I was that bad. Yeah. Mm. He says, well, your, your whole system is basically shutting down. All your major systems, your immune system, your gastrointestinal, digestive, respiratory, mm -hmm. um, elimination, all, all of these different areas, cardiovascular as well, um, are so being so gravely affected by you know, what you've been going through in the mm -hmm. last two or three years, mm -hmm. you really don't have much left. And uh, I said, well, certainly there's got to be some hope. He says, yes, there is hope, but this is what you have to do. He says, you need to change your diet. You need to change your lifestyle. And I'm going to give you some natural medicine. Mm -hmm. So I said, so exactly what things do I need to change then? He says, well, your diet you need to change to be a total vegetarian mm -hmm. or a vegan. Mm. And you've got to understand that, uh, you know, I was junk food, high sugar, high fat, meat, potatoes, things, uh, you know, type of diet. Um, but really, when you're faced with that kind of a thing, what choice do you have? Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, Erica asking me when I went through the whole list of the things I couldn't eat, she says, well, is there anything left that you can eat? <laughs> and, you know, it, it was pretty basic in, in those early days. So that was the diet part of things. The, the lifestyle thing was, you know, you, you, you've got to get into a healthier environment. You know, the bars smoke and, you yes. know, in those days there was no filters. It was mm -hmm. completely, and people smoked inside as well as outside. Um, and the herbs that he recommended were two herbs, myrrh and slippery elm, which uh, are, uh, you know, known very well today to have very 
wonderful properties in helping to heal inflammation mm -hmm. and antioxidant properties to help heal cells. So I had uh, started in on that pretty much right away. I mean, mm. with a death sentence like that, I just felt that uh, I have to give it all I've got. And, and I did, and my wife can testify to that fact that <laughs> I went from what I was to, in one day to being a total vegetarian the next. Mm -hmm. And here we were grappling with this, this, this kind of a change. Mm -hmm. So Erica, this is where your journey starts because obviously you knew that your husband wasn't healthy and he wasn't doing well. And then he comes with this prescription, we need to change our diet. So how did you, how did your journey start with that? Well, it was quite a shock for sure. And of course we knew no one else uh, who was a vegetarian at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, there wasn't internet to go on and get recipes. Um, there wasn't even like soy milk or other dairy-free choices like there are today. It's, it was totally different back then in the 70s. So it, it was a challenge. It was a real learning experience mm -hmm. for both of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The good news is, is that I'm still here today and that's 40 odd years later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, God has blessed us uh, with, a, with amazing, this journey has just been absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. So in changing, what really helped you to, to find some recipes, to find a, a new direction um, in terms of, I mean, once you change your health, yeah. uh, could you see that God was working through this? Did he help you to, to, to find recipes and help people, I guess, find a community of people who would support you. Yeah, and this is again, unmistakably how, how God led in our lives. And uh, we um, heard of a vegetarian restaurant that was in Port Dover, which was not too far from where we were living. Mm -hmm. And uh, we jumped at the opportunity to go because, you know, eating baked potatoes and and a few cooked vegetables <laughs> and salad every day was starting to get a little bit old. And uh, so we went to this vegetarian restaurant, which was only open for a couple of months, and then it closed. So we happened to just get there probably before it was closing. Mm -hmm. And um, it just happened that while we were there, there was a young gentleman who was sharing some pictures with the uh, two owners of this uh, vegetarian restaurant. And we were kind of curious. I was helping my father-in-law in photography at the time, and Eric and I were doing weddings and things like that. So um, we just kind of, you know, we're looking mm. over, and before you know it, we were over there sitting with them looking at these pictures. And uh, so uh, this fellow, whose name is Jerry, he um, was relating to us an amazing conversion experience that he had. And he said, I said to him, well, that is absolutely an amazing story. And I shared a little bit about my conversion experience. And then the fact that we were drawn to, uh, you know, for health reasons, this uh, diet uh, that we were given. And he said, well, I have a book that was written in the 1800s that talks about this very thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And the research, uh, you know, that's come many, many, many years later is proving all that she said is true. Mm. And at the time I was starting to study in natural medicine and nutrition. Mm -hmm. And he said, you, you should read this book. Mm -hmm. 
So sure enough, he made sure I got that book. He dropped it off and he started reading it. It was called Councils on Diet and Foods mm -hmm. by Ellen G. White. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one thing led to another. As I read mm. through this book, I was becoming more and more convicted that God really had a health message. Mm -hmm. Not only did he have, you know, the, 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 the blueprint, the map, you know, or the guide for we, the way we could live in the Bible, but he also yeah. had a health message in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so we just started to discover that, that what we were doing was very closely connected to what God wanted us to do mm -hmm. and all tied in with this whole, uh, you know, inviting Jesus into my life and, and, and here all of this was unfolding. Mm -hmm. And so um, Eric and I began to um, become more and more aware of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got together with Jerry on occasions. He actually, he opened a bake shop in Bordeaux, and I being out of the music business and not having a whole lot to do, um, I uh, offered to help him. Mm -hmm. And so while we were there, we would listen to uh, Christian tapes on, you know, different Bible topics. Mm -hmm. And I was getting all this, mm -hmm. you know, coming uh, uh, at me and uh, was sharing a little bit with Erica. And eventually um, we became, um, and, and I should say before that, we, we studied with a number of different churches and searching and uh, my feeling is, is that when we changed our diet, that that's what cleared our minds to be able to see mm. more clearly spiritually. Mm. And spiritually, we started to understand, and this is something that I share with many people, is that when you change your diet to a, a vegetarian, a vegan diet, um, all of a sudden, you find that you are more spiritually aware, that you mm -hmm. discern things much more mm -hmm. spiritually, and that uh, God can actually communicate with you better on a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. Yes. So long story short, we and God was unerringly leading us to mm -hmm. the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Through many other churches and studies and so on, it was uh, an amazing journey in itself, how mm -hmm. we were led to this church and we felt that this church spoke the truth to us, that mm -hmm. this was a church that had the truth, mm -hmm. that if there was anything that coincided with clearly with what the Bible said in all aspects of life mm -hmm. was the Seventh-day Adventist church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So Dr. Sloan, you mentioned that um, you were studying natural medicine. How did you get into natural medicine? Well, you know, I, I got, such amazing results in my own health that I thought, and of course this was with all natural remedies, I thought if this can help me so much, how many other people can be helped? And I really feel that God inspired me by that. Um, I, I, I went thinking, well, maybe I should open a health food store. And we tried on several attempts and mm -hmm. the Lord shut the door on those. And I remember we were visiting relatives uh, in Europe, uh, Erica's side of the family, and on the plane, I, again, I broke down and, and I, I prayed, Lord, I cannot get anything right. Hmm. I try this, I try that, but I'm going to just 
totally mm. put my life and the direction my life is going to mm -hmm. take in your hands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was very clear after I did that, that the Lord wanted me to go into the profession of you know, being a natural doctor mm -hmm. and helping people with their health. Mm -hmm. And now today you have a very successful clinic that you are running and that you're working with and that's just amazing and I believe you work there too. Um, yes, Erica. yes that's right. David and I have worked together for many many years mm. but I really believe that God has given David the gift of healing. He gives him the wisdom to know what to do with all these different cases. People have been many many places before they've come to David. Often he's a last resort Mm -hmm. with their health issue, that they just they haven't gotten the results that they need. And, and I, I just have seen it over the years so many times that he knows the right thing to recommend for people. It's, it's, it's God's doing. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. And probably your experience of going through all of that, mm -hmm. you, you know what they're going through, yeah. and you have uh, a an intuitive understanding of, of what to share, you know, from personal experience. Yeah. And so you can relate to that. And, and that can be very helpful just, just to make the patient understand, hey, doctor yeah. understands what I'm going through mm -hmm. yeah. and he really understands uh, how to treat me. And that gives him a lot of confidence in, in what you treat yes. them with. Yeah. Yes. I wouldn't wish what I've had to go through on anyone, but as it turns out, God has use that as a huge blessing Pleasing. in mm -hmm. order for me to help other people. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. very true. Do you find opportunities to share your faith? I'm surprised at how many times people will say, because I don't make any bones about the fact that I'm a Christian. Yes. You know, in my office, it's very clear that mm -hmm. I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. And in the field that I am in, it's steeped in a lot of other types of philosophies sure. mm -hmm. and a lot of it Eastern mm -hmm. thought and mysticism and things like that. And uh, so the fact that uh, I'm a different kind of natural practitioner than what they may be used to mm -hmm. makes them sit up and pay attention. And I think that there's a lot of times that uh, people will say uh, things that um, I know mm -hmm. that I have been an influence yes. on them as to the Christian life. Yes, yes. And that's that's rewarding. And I'm I'm sure that in heaven I may find that there's many others too that uh, are there perhaps because they had an experience with their health and mm -hmm. with the help that I've been able to get uh, help them with in, in mm. order to bring them Yes. Into a relationship with Christ. That's my prayer. Yeah. I'm reminded of a song, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. And when we do, um, you know, he works through us. And yes. and you're, as you said, you make no bones about it. You are, you, you are unashamedly a Christian. And, uh, and we're, we're gonna actually listen to that song. This song was recorded in Wartburg in Germany, a famous castle where Martin Luther worked out of. And uh, so let's listen to that song right now. Mm -hmm. 
Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall be Christ is Lord indeed. song, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. That's a courageous song. And we are to follow the example of Jesus found right here in his word, uh, the book of Luke written by a doctor, Dr. Luke. And he wrote in Luke chapter two, verse 52, about the life of Jesus, that he continued to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So that's a, a complete holistic growth. And so friends, we have an offer for you today. It is the promise of peace. And here's the information. To request today's offer, just log on to www.itiswrittencanada.ca. If you prefer, you may call toll-free at 1-888-CALL-IIW. And thank you for your prayer requests and your generous financial support. So, Dr. Sloan and Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. It was an absolute blessing to have you here and to hear your testimony and what God has done in your life. So, Dr. Sloan, can I ask you to have a word of prayer for us, please? Certainly. Dear Father in heaven, we are so grateful for the many blessings that you pour out upon us. And if there is anyone who is viewing this program that is not sure about the Lord in their life and where they're going. I pray that they will, you will give them the assurance 
that you are always with them and that as they give their heart to you sincerely, that they repent of the sins that they have committed and seek you and your will in their lives, that you will unerringly lead them in the way that they should go. Thank you for the promises, Lord, that you have given us and be with us now as we close up our program for today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So friends, uh, thank you for joining us again on It Is Written Canada. Remember the words of Jesus where he says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca. Or you can go to IIW Canada YouTube and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.